Whew. It's been a long day of slaying monsters. I think I'll stop in the local tavern for a pint of ale. Boo! Boo! Go away! Whoa, uh, wait, hold on. Why are you booing me? I've only tried to help you all. <sighs> are, are you serious? You've been a menace to this town since your arrival. <sighs> Don't tell me you're angry from last week when I lifted the curse from the town. Your so-called blessing left everyone with an extra foot spouting from their head. But there's no more curse, eh? We'd rather have the curse. Well, is it because that one time then when I turned the baker's son into a pig? Wait, that was you? Uh, no, 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 that, uh, that must have been some other adventuring sorcerer. <laughs> uh, well, well, I can't imagine at all why it is you all are booing me. You burned down the town. The entire town. The only building left was this tavern, and that was only because you were in it at the time. Well, I was trying to save Fluffy. She was caught up in the rafters. You burned down the whole town to try to save a cat? No. I burned down the entire town, and I did save a cat. You're welcome. In this episode of Becoming DM, we're talking about the consequences of notoriety. Hey everyone, this is John. And this is Felicia. And we're kind of, as we said before, talking about notoriety and how that applies to the party. And, and really when you have a party that spends a lot of time in, it, in one area, there's bound to be uh, a good chance that they're going to get known, whether for good things that they do or for bad things, right? It is inevitable, my friends. <laughs> um, and and I, I don't know about you, Felicia, but I know that, that um, when I have run games, sometimes I forget to pay attention to that part of the game, the, the dealing with notoriety, the, the fame or infamy mm-hmm. that, that deals with the players. Do you, how, how do you do with that in your games? Well, it's actually really funny because it wasn't until quite recently that I even addressed it. Um, leading up to this point, like whether I had done homebrews that I kind of meshed into the, the um, published campaign that we were doing, I just never really, I don't even think it was really a thought for me to like even address the notoriety. So it wasn't that like I was intentionally holding off on addressing. I just completely <laughs> forgot about it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but then recently when we decided to move into a new published module, um, I was kind of thinking of a way to try and, and, do that, and so for me, I ended up using the notoriety as kind of um, as kind of a transitional point, moving from one um, campaign to the next. So that's my most and only uh, example of, of addressing notoriety. Was it like a, you're too popular here? Get out! <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It was essentially <laughs> like um, so. You know, we we had finished both published modules. Um, that was um, in Fandelvin, um, or Fandelver rather, um, and it was just sort of like my players had saved everyone that needed to be saved and they kicked out all the bad guys that could they had kind of cleared out all of the monsters and it had just kind of gotten to the point where they were just like well what's left because the town's doing pretty gosh darn good and we just (laughs) were really popular and no one's scared anymore to come here and there's just not much left (laughs) so um we were what was that no go ahead 
Oh, I was just um, saying that, you know, we, um, my characters decided to make the choice to leave the town in good, reliable hands and move on to other um, adventuring green pastures just because it got rather stale where they were at. Like, they were really, really famous, and it was just they got kind of bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so today we're going to talk a little bit about how to present that fame, how to mm-hmm. how to use it to maybe move your game forward, whether it's to move their game forward in the same place or to push them off somewhere else uh, like you did Get there. on out here now. <laughs> Get. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but but maybe let's start talking about why you should use it in your games. And we've, we've mm-hmm. sort of covered that a little bit, but I think there's a, a few different reasons why you should. And the, the one that I like the most of why is because it's a good way to introduce new storylines because as Mm -hmm. they get famous it's a reason for maybe people that they wouldn't normally interact with to interact with them and give them different things to do that they normally you wouldn't just walk up to a bunch of no-name adventurers and be like hey um the king the king's missing (laughs) (laughs) what um, yeah, no, you're right. Like it's it's a great way to introduce um, new storylines, new aspects of a storyline. You know, people know them; they come to them for help. You know, oh, your reputation precedes you. Well, well. Um, or you know, they in of themselves are just so popular that they've unknowingly created enemies for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 really a great way to introduce new storylines, side quests, even adding on to a, a main mission uh, within yep. a campaign for sure. Yeah, and you can also, I, 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 man, there's so many, so many good reasons because you can help to <laughs> interrupt the plans of the party because if they become famous, they're going to be more recognizable, and so if mm-hmm. they're trying to be sneaky or do something on the sly, it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot harder because, like, like I, I kind of picture like old, uh, I'm. I, is it the monkeys or the beetles that had the movies where they got chased around? Probably both. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, see, all they have to do is just like wear a mustache and bam, blending into a <laughs> there crowd. You go. No one will ever know. <laughs> um, no, you're right. And and um, I think that kind of ties into, you know, um, a good way as a DM to show that cause and effect to your players. Because it's, it's sort of like, you know... Kind of like the episode we did way back when we were talking about murder hoboing and you can't Mm. just let them go unchecked. You know, there's consequences to your actions and we had kind of covered it in that respect. But this is something where it's like that notoriety is is a good way to bring that showcase of cause and effect and also add some realism because, you know, you don't do these types of things. You don't save an entire city from an evil, you know, vampire assault or some terrible plague or save their king without it like somehow um you know affecting the people around you so it's like you can't help but become famous when you do stuff like that yep or or infamous if you do the opposite oh, yeah or yeah infamous <laughs> are you famous or are you infamous which one there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um and then like we mentioned before it was a, a good transition point if you're trying to just find a way to move from one campaign to another or uh, published into a homebrew um you know things like that are really good jumping off points yep so let's talk about why players get notoriety why do they become famous or infamous um and, and typically it's going to be for uh some sort of deed that they did mm-hmm. uh, it could be things like good deeds like saving the town from impending doom rescuing a notable individual um things like that mm-hmm. 
finding a mysterious artifact that people have been looking for for a long time, which mm-hmm. I guess you could call that good or bad, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, you could also lift a curse. And, and my party in the last session that we had actually lifted a curse. So in Without the putting next a session, foot on anyone's head? Uh, not, not, not yet. No. <laughs> mm, good for you. Good for you. That's a tricky one. We we haven't fully discovered what the what the uh, the results are going to be though. So <laughs> we'll see, right? Yeah, uh, but so in the next session, they're actually going to get to experience that notoriety, that that fame of of saving basically hundreds of thousands of individuals who had been mm. following this curse. Um, so I, I'm kind of looking forward to the to the next session just for that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, just as much as as notoriety can be for good things um it very frequently can also be for bad things or perhaps things done with good intentions that turn out disastrously (laughs) (laughs) um you know again we were talking about destroying a beloved gathering place in town or hey why not just the whole town in and of itself Mm -hmm. um starting a riot or maybe assassinating a notable individual i'll go off on a tangent on this and go so far as to say not just assassinating a notable individual but maybe um, causing the death, like inadvertently, of a notable individual. Yep. Again, going back to that, uh, you tried to do well, but you kind of screwed it up. So, you know, maybe you were unsuccessful, and that's what created your notoriety. Um, yeah, it could even be like humiliating uh, yeah. a notable individual, just because if it, especially if it's somebody that the general populace likes or loves, mm-hmm. like you humiliated them, we don't like you now. <laughs> yeah, you're you're screwed now, dude. Um. You know, the other thing is, uh, you know, causing a curse as opposed to uh, lifting it. Yeah. And it, um, it's funny because the group that I was just talking about that lifted the curse, they were also the cause of that curse to some oh extent. My God. <laughs> <laughs> now, only a smaller group of people knows that part. So oh the, they'll have that kind of notoriety there, but positive notoriety with the rest of the kingdom. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it's it's really funny. Like I said, you know, uh, those things that, you know, can... And that's the thing about notoriety. You know, notoriety is not always intentional. Mm-hmm. You know, um, things can just as... You can gather that notoriety just as much from, you know, your intended efforts just as much as you can from whoopsie-daisy, uh, you know, those those types of scenarios. Yep. And typically, at least in my games, the notoriety is usually geographically constrained because there's only yes. so far that that the the tales of your good deeds are gonna gonna flow mm-hmm. uh so so you'll you'll maybe be known in a town or even just a subset of the town if it's a small deed that you did and beyond that you may be totally unknown uh now oh, if yeah, it's a, for sure if it's a really big deed you might have bards that are telling stories around the countryside for you and stuff like that um which brings up all sorts of fun options for having imposters of the of the party like that that try to take take credit for their deeds to kind of get the party a, a little bit uh miffed about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um as story spreads, you know, if you're if you're in that scenario where, you know, legend has it, uh you know, rumors about you spread, you know, then that also is um an opportunity to maybe prevent or provide something like, oh, there's you know, wannabe lookalikes, there's imposters out there pretending to be you and taking advantage of it. And hey, maybe you actually come across them. Who knows? Yep. 
or the the uh, the tails get uh, blown out of proportion, and <laughs> and you did they tell talk about things that you didn't actually do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he brought someone back to life. Like what? No, <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, yeah, and that's just the the thing as a DM. I think where you decide kind of the scope and the degree of which this kind of stuff spreads, and and just how that kind of comes to fruition. Um, kind of a fun thing to deal with when you start thinking of the possibilities yep and as you mentioned the the notoriety doesn't have to be the result of of something them intentionally doing mm-hmm. or even the result of truth nope. <laughs> because let's be honest if somebody's spreading the rumors if it's super juicy people oh. are going to believe it and yeah <laughs> give me the chismas <laughs> um and and i think i told the the story about the 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 party how they um they kind of took down this evil sorcerer who's taking people's lives for their magical energy but the townsfolk basically thought that that these this group took away the the magical portion of their town and <laughs> threw them in kind of to the dark ages and so they oh in, in that town they're kind of very 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 poorly thought of so yikes <laughs> like <"Whoopsie> daisy <laughs> sorry guys are bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah then uh like i said it doesn't always go in in the way um, that they intended. And that's a fun opportunity for us as a DM. You know, like if if you want to make it so that even you as a DM may not necessarily know exactly how it can turn around, it's, I might say, is a great opportunity to make a chart with Ooh. possible scenarios. <laughs> I know. And then you can roll and let's just see where it lands because not even you know. Um, again, fun logistical ways of doing it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you can have stuff like that, you know, where... Um, you did something like that or you tried to save someone but end up burning down the town once again reference to our skit um but i will say the cat got saved so well worth it in the end (laughs) yeah i mean probably (laughs) to the little girl who owned the cat then they have some really Mm -hmm. positive notoriety there just with that one person but (laughs) yeah i mean with the cat well maybe not with the cat cat probably didn't care So let's talk a little bit about how we um, how we present notoriety in the game. How yeah. what what happens when our players uh, gain notoriety, and and how we make that uh, a part of our game world as as we as we do it. And yeah. I think to to really address that, you have to understand kind of is it notoriety for doing positive things, uh, mm-hmm. notoriety for, you for doing negative things, and and actually how much notoriety they have, like is were they did they gain fame for doing some small deed maybe they've got like fame around this small group but not very very much farther or maybe they yeah. took down a dragon that was attacking the town that might get them a bit more <laughs> well i think to kind of piggyback on that as well is is you know thinking of who is affected by the notoriety not mm-hmm. just in geographical terms of like amount of people but like Think of if you gained notoriety within like the underground thieves network or something like that versus a small town of town folks. You know, there's yep. there's different consequences in line with either one of those, um, you know, that are going to definitely in, impact like say the intrigue or like the, uh, you know, the RPG aspect of your campaign. You know, not just the amount of people, but in what scenario uh, and to what degree you know, are these people impacted? Was it just a little whoopsie baby? Like we can easily forgive or was it like, oh yeah, this is a permanent thing. There's no coming back from this type of embarrassment. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Keep in mind that impact, the the who and the how much of the impact to, to really determine what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Run away. <laughs> so uh, we've got kind of this broken out on positive versus negative, uh, the mm -hmm. types of notoriety, and then like whether it's, we'll, we'll call it small, medium, or large. Uh, <laughs> Supersize like super me on the notoriety. Oh, man, you, you took it. <laughs> oh, same, man. same way of thinking there. <laughs> yeah, that's totally true. Um, uh, so yeah, for for small, I, I'm thinking of like saving a commoner or somebody that's maybe not well known doing a deed mm. that it affects a small group of people or or a deed that is not massively out of somebody's way, we'll say. Um, yeah. You might have some people greet them in the street, like the people that they, they helped will like, hey, thanks I know for him. helping me. Yeah. Um, uh, what else do you think? Um, well, you know, let's say... Um, you know, vendors, for example, might be willing to give them a deal. I'll give a good one. Like, um, you know, if you're traveling from one town to another and you happen to save a traveling vendor from something, you know, maybe you get a good deal as a result of that. And maybe mm -hmm. um, consequently, you know, that that traveler was heading back towards his hometown where he has a really good network. And now he's telling all of his buddies about how you saved them. Um, so, you know, that like kind of gives you a little extra like, hey, get 10 percent off, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, amongst the vendors. So, you know, that, that is one result that could possibly occur. Um, you might yeah, have it, like, Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, and keep in mind, if you do that, bear in mind what effect that has on your game's economy. Mm -hmm. Uh, you don't want to go and give an 80% discount on this, this <laughs> yeah. vendor that has all magic items. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely not. And keep it to within the scope of, of that, particular yeah. town or city there's not everyone deals in magical items not everyone can exchange or buy stones like precious stones not everyone has you know ancient armor yeah and and also bear in mind the the cost of the vendor versus what the service was that that was performed to whoever mm -hmm. that got them dis discount saving a, a cat from the tree probably won't net a big <laughs> discount uh, um, I mean, you never know. Unless the cat belonged to somebody who was going to destroy the town if they didn't get, get their cat back. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> there's exactly. always a way to turn it around, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and then this is like a one way that can kind of lead as a means to an end in actually increasing your notoriety because you save this one guy. People will know that you're a person or a group of people that knows how to get things done. Um, mm -hmm. And so then they come to you for help. You know, maybe it starts off with small little things. And as you gain a reputation for yourself, those small things start to turn into bigger things. And if you're dealing with that small notoriety, these little jobs can either be a help to the party or they can be a hindrance uh, where mm -hmm. where they keep getting asked to do these little menial tasks mm -hmm. that are taking them away from the from the big thing that they're doing and, and so it, the party kind of has to then do a little bit of time management what jobs are they gonna what jobs are they gonna do or not do uh mm -hmm. things like that oh yeah i don't have time for this i need to get back <laughs> to the main mission <laughs> yep um maybe like they you could be funny about it and be like you know they walk into a room and then someone you know starts slow clapping <laughs> you oh, know it, like yeah <laughs> Well, and and we mentioned in a previous episode, like you get the the fanboys, so you could have like the fanboy of the party. Oh that's God. oh my gosh, you guys are so cool. Yeah. You get like How your own can I be like stalker. you? <laughs> <laughs> or like I think I did one where it was like um, I had an ending, and I was like, oh yeah, it was a good ending. Like you know, it was like a nineteen you know a nineteen eighties montage. You jump up in the air and stop midair, and then the music starts playing. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, like you can have just little moments like that um, to kind of acknowledge, if you will, that um, increase in notoriety. Yeah, and and that's kind of the key thing is that the the notoriety doesn't have to be anything that's a financial mm-hmm. uh, boon for the players uh, because not everybody's going to be able to give them that. It could just yeah. be like, "Hey, we love you." Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just bear that in mind as you're as you're take, thinking about notoriety and and how to implement that in your game. Exactly. So um, moving on yeah. to the medium size notoriety. Mm. <laughs> um, Money. Yeah, so this is this is kind of where you're talking about a little bit bigger, uh, bigger impact type things. I'm mm-hmm. thinking like saving a local establishment, rescuing a family from whatever, uh, <laughs> defending a town. Dog. Yeah, defending a da- town against uh, an invasion. Maybe not a massive invasion, but an invasion where the townsfolk are are defenseless. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, like, uh, like that. or or uh, in the case of when I was, you know, doing the published adventure. Um, with Wave Echo Cave, you know, the whole thing with the Red Band Ruffians. Um, mm-hmm. That's a really good example where it was like, hey, it's like this gang that's like just wreaking havoc in this town and just causing so much grief, you know, and, and essentially, you know, getting them out of there, fighting them off, eliminating, um, you know, eliminating the um, source of all of that grievance, you know, is, is a really great example because that, that's a more large scale thing. Yep. But it's not massive. I mean, you're you're saving a lot of people, and a lot of mm-hmm. people will be impacted. But uh, but there are things that are bigger, right? Oh yeah, for sure. And and this results obviously in, in slightly more reward, if you will. I mean, if we're thinking of the positive side of things, you know, and maybe instead of the slow clap, you actually get a drink this time. Yeah. Um, you get better jobs. Um, you know, we were talking about fan clubs. You know, maybe that fan club starts growing. Yeah. We're, oh. we're the we're the we're the party people <laughs> <laughs> right or you know like those um oh what is it like those fan clubs in japan with like the cute girls that like dance and sing and they have all the guys that like come and they have the lights and they just go to all of their showings i forget what it's called but oh i do not know what you're talking about what? This is okay i'm sure oh my gosh okay <laughs> listeners out there i'm sure one of you guys know what i'm talking about it's actually pretty cool but um, yeah, it's a whole thing. They'll follow them around. They're obsessed with them. They pay to like shake their hands at the end of the show. It's this whole thing. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, you can get one of those, um, types of fan clubs, hashtag just saying. Um, and but I mean, you know, if you're the party, you could manipulate that and have like a membership due for the fan club. And- <laughs> right. <laughs> membership due. Yeah. There's like yearly fees involved. So <laughs> who needs a good berry farm when you've got fans? There you um, go. So, you know, another thing, um, you know, when we're talking about like things that do impact groups of people is, you know, when you're, when you start to get to this level, you know, it can result in other things like safe harbor in a certain location. Maybe you're in a city and you've gained a reputation for yourself because you've helped out someone in the thieves guild. And now when you're looking for someone to keep you safe while you're running from someone else, you know, that network is, you know, they're willing to, to help you out and hide you somewhere. You know, so it's just you can kind of think of scenarios like that where like, hey, you helped out these individuals and then they can help you in your time of need. Yep. And and having something like that available is is kind of a a cool way to make a make make a a campaign that has a this overwhelming force that they can't necessarily take on at that point. So they have mm-hmm. to have places to hide. And so 
by earning that reputation earlier on and having that safe harbor, it can kind of all tie together. It's kind mm-hmm. of in a neat way. Exactly. Do you like killing skeletons? Or maybe you prefer to take down pirates on their own ship. Perhaps you prefer hunting down all the guards at the Abbey. Why limit yourself? Do it all! With Darkwind, there's a wide variety of monsters and enemies you can choose to do battle with. That's right, the sponsor for this episode is Darkwind, the online text-based role-playing game that's free to play. You can create your character now by going to play.darkwind.org. Log in now and find that enemy you've been looking for. Now let's get back to the show. So let's move on to those large impact items. So we're Mm. talking about things like saving a noble's life, uh, retrieving some sort of famous artifact that people have known about for a long time but could never Mm -hmm. get to... Uh, defending the town against an overwhelming force. So massive mm. army, massive uh, monsters or stuff like that, that that the town guard had no chance of standing against something like that. For sure. Um, and I'll, I'll go so far as to say, I mean, even though it was for a small town, but I think a really good example is like you were saying of a really famous artifact that's been there for a long time and not so much as an artifact, but Wave Echo Cave in the published adventure that I did was a huge thing where it's like, it's been there for thousands of years. There was wars that were fought over it. You know, now it was this big legendary thing that like people had tried to find, but couldn't. Um, And in discovering that and opening it up, you know, that's a huge deal, even not just for the town, but like people had flocked to the area to try and find that thing. So the fact that like your players find it and then open it up, you know, that's a huge deal. You know, and that yeah, definitely has effects. Because you've got the whole uh, the finding something that, that nobody knew where it was. You've got mm-hmm. the defeating the things inside of it. Then you've got the economic boon for the area as all that stuff comes through the town and people mm-hmm. profit from that. And so it, it's just kind of this massive effect uh, of adding on things. Oh, yeah. So, I had to definitely take out my abacus and figure out how much <laughs> of those profits <laughs> went to the players. Yeah. Oh. So I mean when you when you get to this level I feel like that that notoriety can almost become a big hindrance to the players because yeah. when you enter town now everybody kind of knows who you are and maybe wants to flock to you I want your mm-hmm. autograph and oh stuff like that yeah um um but I mean there there can be some positive things too like if you could gain audience with nobles to where mm-hmm. you could maybe sway their ear things like that yep and, um, actually, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so, um, you know, we had um, started playing Curse of Strahd, I, like I had mentioned before, and one of the choices that you can choose to start the adventure is that you have a friend who's a noble, and she asks, like, a favor of you, um, because you guys have such a good connection, and she's done a lot for you, so you do this for her. Um, and not so much in a way that it benefits you, but, like, those higher-up connections means that now you have people who are asking like higher up people who are asking for an audience for you to take on these much larger scale, you know, um, missions. So it can kind of go both ways. You know, you can gain an audience with these nobles. You have that accessibility at the same time. You have these larger nobles who have expectations that when they need you, uh, you're going to help them out with these more higher level type of campaigns. 
Yeah, it's it's funny how uh, how people can forget the reason that you're in their circle because <laughs> yeah, you save me, but now you're in my circle. I expect certain things of you for that. <laughs> Typical nobles. Yep. Aristocracy. <laughs> um, I mean, you can kind of keep scaling those discounts at, at merchants if you want to. Again, keeping in mind that economy and what the merchant would actually be able to afford to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, when you when you do that. Mm-hmm. And then we mentioned before, um, you know, reputation. You know, you're going to get your jobs that you're going to get are going to increase as you as your uh, notoriety increases. Um, and then this relatedly also kind of puts a target on your back as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the more famous you get, the more people that know you. Maybe you start stepping on some toes. Maybe you start rubbing certain people the wrong way. I'll be unintentionally. Um, but yeah, maybe someone doesn't like that. Or maybe someone feels threatened by your popularity. You know, maybe they were the big cahoon in town before you came in and now you've kind of screwed things up for them. There's like all sorts of Jealousy is a powerful motivator. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Exactly. And, um, you know, those are scenarios that are are very likely to happen um, if if that's the case for your players. So just something to keep in mind that like positive things aren't always, you know, aren't always going to result in, like your positive deeds do not always result in positive results, I guess, or positive effects. Yep. However you want to say it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's a good enough way it's to say it. That's not what I'm stepping in, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. And then then likewise, kind of in that same vein, uh, 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 a nemesis could take notice of them because mm-hmm. maybe the things that are causing them to gain notoriety are foiling their plans. This may be yeah. a nemesis that the, the party doesn't even know about yet, but mm-hmm. they've they've done enough things that they're like, er, I'm going to target them now. <laughs> Or, you know, even even that it intrigues the nemesis. Maybe, like, the mm-hmm. nemesis is one of those where it's like, oh, you know, this might be a challenge or, you know, these might be some worthy opponents for blah, blah, I've blah. Been, and- I've been bored here all along. These guys may, <laughs> may make it more entertaining. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, so that's something else to keep in mind, too. Yep. Oof. Moving so on. let's get on to the negative types of... Uh, of uh notoriety and what some mm. of the the ways to play that out are right yeah negatron and we're, sti- and we're still doing the small medium large here so yes. <laughs> uh, on the on the small side it, maybe you just get glances and whispered conversations when you enter a room so people people have heard things about you they're not 100 percent sure that they're true but mm-hmm. but they don't sound good whatever they are <laughs> yeah, it's like you know when like you're like the unpopular kid in school and you're walking down the hallway and these people like look at you and kind of <laughs> yeah yep that's and, and, what it happens and and to that you could get blamed for things because mm-hmm. of all this uh chitter chatter and and all the all the passing of rumors you could get blamed blame for something that you didn't even do uh like all the, the scapegoat <laughs> all the little issues in town and i i i think <laughs> i think about like the the scene with the witch in in monty python where she gets oh blamed God. for <laughs> blamed for every ailment that <sighs> happens to the people and and she turned me into newt i got better kind of thing i got better <laughs> they like weigh her with a duck to see like <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh exactly you know um those those things are are certainly consequences you know it's just one of those where it's like people just don't like you um, yeah. or they laugh at you you know because they don't take you seriously 
you know, because you have something still to prove. You know, your efforts so far have yielded very little, or if anything, have just kind of dug you into a deep hole. So, relatedly, you know, maybe, yeah, vendors might charge them a little more instead of a discount because they're just sort of like, okay, dude, come on, you're obviously fooling around, you know, and and we're going to charge you a little more. Yeah, I feel like the 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 small end of notoriety on the negative side is almost like like he's such a joke. I he I, I can't believe he's doing that kind of thing. More yeah. than anything like terribly bad. And the the on the positive side, the small side is like, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like a pathetic, like, oh gosh, I can't help but feel sorry for him. Just, just let him have it. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you can be the butt of people's jokes and, you know, as a DM, you can totally prepare that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some good, good puns and good jokes. Um, never like an opportunity like this. So, <laughs> um, moving on to that, that medium size, um, mm-hmm. uh, when you start to kind of gain a little bit more of that negative notoriety, Maybe when you go into town, guards start really paying attention to you. Are, are these guys mm-hmm. going to try to make a move? Uh, you're not as big a threat as maybe locking you out of town, but you're you're getting there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, when it comes to that notoriety, you know, maybe there's more of like a printed bounty on your head. So it's not just the guards paying attention to you. You have other people paying attention as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and uh, the 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 types of work that you can find are going to be different because mm-hmm. maybe the work that you want to do they don't want to work with you because of that negative notoriety maybe you can get work for a crime syndicate because you've got uh got that that rep and they they think that you're not going to turn them in or something so the types <laughs> of work that you can get i think i think are going to be different yeah well john if you stop cursing towns and burning them down you'd probably get the work that you wanted I mean, if you if you burn the whole town, you may not even get work with the criminal syndicate There's either. No worry. Yeah, you burn down the criminal syndicate along with everyone else. <laughs> now everyone's mad at you. Yeah. Huh. But let's so, take it up a level. <laughs> moving on to large, I I I think this could be said for for the medium as well. Uh, people boo when you enter the room. Again, depending upon the type of notoriety, they may like shut up because you have a really bad uh, rep uh, of of murdering and and murder hoboing and stuff like that. So (laughs) again, take these guidelines as you will. Feel feel Mm -hmm. like place place the, the reactions where you think it makes the most sense. Oh, and you know, and there's also, you know, when it comes to notoriety, like, um, you know, it could also be opportunities for, um, because we're going back on that um, bounty that we were talking about on the medium level, which also mm-hmm. applies here in the higher level. But, you know, it's also an opportunity for, say, like something like blackmailing, where like someone knows who you are. Um, and, you know, maybe instead of turning them in, they're going to have you do something for them rather unsavory, um, because otherwise they're going to turn you in. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's a really great opportunity as well. Or just, you know, something that you realize is a consequence of your actions is that people are always going to try and take advantage of you being in a compromising circumstance, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially when it comes to negative notoriety. So as a DM, that's definitely on you. If you decide that you're going to go down that rabbit hole and and really explore that cause and effect that, you know, that something like that can pop up. Yeah, this guy's got a worse rep than me, so I'm going to hire him for my dirty work because I know he can't get work <laughs> anywhere else. They don't want to get blamed <laughs> for it. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, and on a more direct level, 
uh, more tangible level, if you will. And, you know, instead of discounts or higher prices, people just won't sell to you at all. They're not going to risk it. Yeah, because they know what you did to the to the merchant in the last town over. So well, get yeah, out. and the baker's son is still a pig. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, and then you know that reputation may cause others to you know have you join their group. Uh, yep. As much as you may not want to, um, you know, get that type of attention. But hey, it can't be helped, I guess. Yep the the thieves guild or criminal syndicates or. A cult of evil necromancers, again, depending on <laughs> yeah. how bad you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> but I think, you know, kind of leads into the next thing is like, you know, once you've presented all these, um, you know, or thought through kind of all of these situations of like, you know, high, medium, low kind of notoriety and how that's being built up, then it's just sort of like, okay, so what are your players options when it comes to dealing with that notoriety? Yep. And um, I mean... I the the easiest one i think is they could leave the area because <laughs> it's typically geographically ge- geographically constrained if they go somewhere else a different country different plane if it's really that bad <laughs> different dimension uh, it's fine yeah um uh it, they can they can leave behind that notoriety now if they have positive notoriety then they also are going to leave behind the benefits of, of that as well mm. as the disadvantages so it's not like you get to take one and leave the other isn't that uh, what they did on Rick and Morty? <laughs> they like really screwed up Earth that they lived on, and so they went to a new dimension. <laughs> they went yes. to like complete alternate dimension, like alternate Earth, because they were just like left the other one so messed up. Yep. Well, there you go. If you have a, a warlock in your group that can move you all to a different dimension, might be an opportunity worth exploring. <laughs> Rebuild that rep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know the you know, granted, there's no such thing as a, a second first impression. But hey, you know, you know, you might be able to change the opinions of um, people who knew about your reputation in the first place if um, you're willing to do X, Y, and Z for them, or do something to maybe uh, mitigate the negativity that you brought upon you before. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, you could always try and do something that changes the opinions of those around you. Yeah, and I mean, this goes for both having too much fame as well as mm. having too much infamy. Because if you mm-hmm. have too much fame, well, let's go burn down the tavern, see how that helps out. <laughs> we, we keep talking about burning things down, but it's not just that. They're going to burn it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and then when it comes to, you know, if we're talking about something different, you know, if we're we're talking about like, okay, let's, we're not going to avoid it. And we're not going to try and change it, then, hey, you know, embrace it. Take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the, you know, doing something for the nobles, you know, because you have that notoriety, um, you know, maybe that, again, that, that gives you the advantage because you have connections, you have networking, which in indie industry, people know is an important thing. Networking is very important, no matter the industry. Yep. And and in addition to getting the ear of the local nobles, you can get the ear of whatever sort of faction or group um, that that sits in that notoriety level that you're playing in mm-hmm. at that point. So if you're if you're on the bad side, embrace it. Get take <laughs> make those make those criminal contacts and, and and take those jobs and just become really really poorly no- notoriety bad to the bone <laughs> yeah for sure i mean take if you're of the yolo mentality with your players um or your play that's how your players are with their characters then by all means go big or go home you know yeah um 
live large, I guess. Um. And then, you know, we were talking about this before that like, you know, in, in the the realm of your campaign, time passes as it always does anywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, after a certain point in time, your infamy, your notoriety will at some point in time fade if you don't um, encourage the flames, if you will. Uh, yep. So, I mean, you can always have that as an option too, you know, and you can always go away and come back or, you know, just kind of lay it quiet and stay chill and live a quiet little life for a while. Um, it's an option as well. Yeah, I mean, just because you saved uh, Fluffy the cat doesn't mean that uh, everybody's going to remember Fluffy the cat a year down the road. <laughs> I mean, give it like 10 or 15 years and it'll probably, yeah, it'll probably fade at some point in time. And if your players are elves and dwarves, they've got years to spare. So there yep. you go. <laughs> but if you really want a quick fix to your notoriety problem, mm. your players can do things like frame other people for acts. So why you, not? You, you got a bad reputation, make somebody have a worse reputation. Suddenly yeah. people stop paying attention to you. Right? <laughs> Tell you, it was that other adventuring sorcerer. No one wants to believe me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, this, especially if, if you have that, that bad reputation and you're, going, you're kind of embracing that evil side, this is kind of a makes for a, a cool story is is luring somebody in, getting them to do something that maybe they wouldn't normally have done that just totally ruins their reputation and <laughs> makes people think of them worse than you so that you look suddenly better. Oh, yeah, it's all about perspective in the end, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's my favorite option out of all of these. Absolutely. Uh, you, can't, you can't have fun without framing people, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Top three, framing, <laughs> murder hoboing. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, when you're when you're considering about, like, you know, what options your players may throw at you for dealing with that notoriety, that those are just some of the things to, um, to possibly expect. Yep. Yep. Now, we, we've been talking about notoriety and, and the ways to implement it in your game, things like that, but... We want to wrap up this episode talking about mm-hmm. some things to to remember. Um, first off, as we've kind of alluded to the whole episode, notoriety mm-hmm. doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be specifically bad. Uh, it, it can be um, um, one. It can be either or, or somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle as well. It doesn't have to be good or bad. You can gain some notoriety for doing just the job that nobody wanted to do, even though it's not <laughs> good or bad. <laughs> uh, and and you know, and on that like notoriety is also not a necessity like we mentioned before at the very very beginning of this episode that like we like for me i hadn't included notoriety in my game just because it it just logistically for me it just didn't seem necessary and it was Mm -hmm. like to the extent where i wasn't even thinking of it and it wasn't until later down the road where i finally did start considering whether it was relevant or not but up until that point it really wasn't and this is like a year and a half in you know, to the same campaign that we've been running. And it's only just now starting um, to present itself to players. So it's just one of those things where you don't have to, if it's easier for you to just focus on the game and you just want to focus on having a good time, dealing with the storyline and just letting your players have a good time, you don't always have to include notoriety. It's definitely one of those things where it's it's an add-on, but it's not a necessity. Yeah, especially if you're just new to running games Mm-hmm. It's something you can absolutely leave off the table. Uh, it's it's yeah. kind of like a lot of the things we talk about on the show are kind of like the, the grab bag. If if you want to have factions, 
add them in. If you mm-hmm. can't deal with them right now, don't. If you want to have notoriety, add it in and 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 run with it. But if if you just can't handle it, don't worry about it. You're still going to exactly. have fun with the game. It's just one more dimension to add to it. And maybe down the road you decide, okay, this is for me now. I'm going to try it out now. Exactly. And along those lines is, you know, anyways, I mean, it might be that that's just how things naturally occur anyways, because notoriety doesn't just happen overnight. You know, it's something that takes time. And Mm -hmm. so more than likely your lower level, level one, level two players aren't going to have much confrontation with that notoriety. Um, That it's probably going to happen when they're a little higher level. So, you know, things may just naturally play out that way. Um, But, hey, you know, you can do what I did and hold off until your players are practically fifth level. So, um, you know, whatever works for you. Yeah, because it's unlikely that your your players are going to do anything of enough substance to have, especially that have the large size notoriety with anybody, unless it's (laughs) purely by accident. (laughs) Yeah, no no one's getting booed today. (laughs) Yep, so... (laughs) I think that's what we wanted to cover on the topic today. Yeah, I I think uh, that was pretty much all that we had to say about notoriety. Yep. Uh, But before we wrap up, I just wanted to take a second to to say a couple of things. So as uh, our listeners may know, this is Felicia's last episode. I did want to take a second Hmm. to to say thank you, Felicia, because uh, without you joining the show, I'm not sure it would have gotten launched. And when I Hmm. asked you if you wanted to do the podcast, I'm sure you must have thought I was a crazy person because you had (laughs) you had joined my Pathfinder game and played in one, maybe two sessions. And that was the experience that you had had interacting with with me. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) But you still you still kind of embraced it. You said, yeah, that sounds like fun. And and we kind of launched it from there. And it's been incredibly fun doing it with with you this these past year and a half or so uh and and uh and it's it's been fun funny and uh you will be Hmm. missed so thank you for thank you for helping me launch the show well no and thanks for including me this is uh this is something that i've really enjoyed and and working with you john has always been fun and i can't say how much we've laughed together and had jokes and funny puns um and how much i've learned from you as well and just all aspects not just dming Um, But here in the show, and I've never, ever had considered that I would ever do a podcast, (laughs) much less (laughs) one about uh, DMing. So I was I was definitely on board when I heard it because it was it was something that I thought would be something really fun to do. So I'm grateful that you gave me that opportunity, that you saw something in me that um, made you want to kind of join up and team together and and do this. So thank you for that. Yep. Well, I think that uh, that's all we got to say. So you want to. Want to call us out? <laughs> I would say until next time, but I'll just say, uh, gosh, how do you even like say it? You know? Well, you can still say stay nerdy, friends. Can, I know, <laughs> I know. But I tell you what, though, guys, take care. Um, and just, you know, as John put it, stay nerdy, friends. Stay nerdy, friends. Stay nerdy, friends. <laughs> Thanks for joining us again. As always, it really helps when you share the show with friends to help increase our listenership. Send them to our website, becomingdm.com, or Facebook, we are facebook.com slash becomingdm, and on Twitter, we're at becomingdm. Becoming DM is produced by John Welsh and Felicia Martinez. The show is edited by John Welsh. 